Oracle Soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Hi, and welcome to Oracle Soup. I'm Gina Thies here with Katrina Wynn. Here's Katrina. The ever-difficult Katrina Wynn. I'm so kidding. Oh, wait a minute. I can be difficult sometimes. (laughs) You have your way, but then I let you have your way. As do I. Oh, okay. So, you know, we talked about how we're both kind of introverts, but we can come out and be extroverts sometimes. And that's the thing about being an introvert and being dealing with other people is I think introverts, uh, since we don't rely on other people for our necessarily for our, our well-being or our energy, we have the luxury of going back to our homes and our caves and re-energizing ourselves. Uh, so we don't always have to interact with people that much. But when we do, especially in our Turo community, just like anybody, we, we can face difficulties, right? There can be difficult relationships, difficult communications. There can be misunderstandings. Sometimes we step on each other's toes and we don't realize it, you know. And with a friendship, you develop a way, like you and I, of finding a flow between each other. So there's love and there's patience and there's, you know, give and take and stuff. But in a larger community, that gets more challenging, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, one of the things I've, I've learned, studied, and read about over the years is that we bring into our jobs, our interests, um, things that have um, affected us and we've learned from our families, you know? And so with that, if you're dealing with humans as social creatures, we're going to run into bringing those dysfunctional behaviors I know I'm using big words. You must be proud of me. Uh, (laughs) Even into, uh, you know, tarot to me is a community that incorporates professional, hobbyists, novice, experts, masters. And the curious. And the curious. Thank (laughs) you. And so um, trying to navigate what is myth versus fact with what are the old wives tells versus you know how things actually are in the modern world is it it can be challenging um oftentimes and uh, we want to keep this to the community and not necessarily hone in on specifics of clientele but clients come to me with i hear all the time when i tell people i read tarot i hear i i get all of the well aren't you not supposed to do this aren't you not supposed to do that you can do you're supposed to does this and i'm like where are you getting this from like this is just an average you know person (laughs) when you say something they tell you all the do's and don'ts and i'm like who told you that 
why you know that's not my experience who you know it's just very very and this can be a whole other topic for us too about you know all the myths of tarot they may know that there's a devil card in the deck but they know nothing else about tarot they've seen a death card or devil and they they tell you all these things well i've heard this and i've heard that now you would think in the community we would know better but there's some of that within the community for people that should have, how do you say it, Katrina, a little bit more uh, information and knowledge pertaining to the cards. But just like you said before, there's a garden variety of styles and levels of interest and levels of experience. And sometimes the us old ladies just have to kind of take those youngins under our wings and kind of show them a thing or two. Maybe they'll listen to the podcast and maybe learn something. Well, okay, so we thought, or at least I thought, and you agreed, on what card we thought in the trove might represent this thing. And I immediately thought of fives, because fives are challenges. And to me, fives are about the challenge to actual change or to wake up or see that obstruction or to realize that you're really attached to something and it's time to kind of let it go or relax around it or embrace something new and uh, and I think fives in general but maybe the five of cups specifically because we're talking about the feeling tone in the background in our community how do we speak with each other even if it's a difficult topic you know, it's interesting that we decided on five because I see five energy as very chaotic. But out of that chaos comes some order, right? You've heard that out of chaos order. Uh, and so it's uh, that moment where you do have to go through. And I think um, it, as a microcosm, collectively, we're going through a sort of a chaotic period. There's a purge uh, happening. And so it's affecting different levels and so you may see it in your um your, a company you work for you may see you know how the dynamics there are, are very much uh chaotic or there's challenges and things have to be worked out so on different levels we may be all going through that and the, and the tarot community i would think would not be um unscathed or um unaffected by the same sort of energy so i think the, it's a really interesting time an interesting card uh five of cups typically people associate with um the, the there's two cups that are typically spilled over right and so the, it's it's traditionally people will say well you know there's a difficulty but you you're going to cross that bridge you're going to you're going to move forward you're, you're going to focus on the negative or you're going to focus on the positive that's right. another way of looking it, at it, it especially the, when it comes to emotions that half empty half full sort of scenario mm-hmm. um it it does have to do with uh mourning some type of of period of you know there's there has to be a sense of loss and moving forward for in my opinion about the five of cups i mean it, it typically is also um about a a sense of where you get to look at what you've done and how to learn from those behaviors that caused you know whatever disruption in the first place so there's a learning there's a protect yourself it's like yeah i know to protect my assets whatever those <laughs> assets are to do a CYA. So the five of cups, I think is, is very appropriate when you're, you're, you're looking at difficult topics because it's a, it's a, it's, it can be, um, a heavy card. 
depending on yeah. what's next to it as well. So, But like you said, there's, it's also speaking to a potential that I'm hoping all of our listeners and beyond will embrace is going through the difficulty to get to the other side and knowing that it's not the destination, it's the journey that really matters. And even our journey of how we negotiate difficulty. Absolutely. So tune in, listen to the rest of it, and hopefully you get something out of it. And um, we can continue to bring some positivity to the community. Hello, folks, and welcome to another wonderful occasion of Oracle Soup. Don't you love that I call it an occasion? It is like an occasion. It is have the opportunity and occasion to be able to gather together and do this but we appreciate you being here i am gina feast and i'm here with my co-host katrina Wynn. yay hello 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 and even though we have such pleasant tones to our voices uh, we're gonna be talking about some difficult things today we uh, started oracle soup to talk about things that we needed to um as peers uh, discuss and we knew we weren't the only uh, two people facing obstacles and had ideas uh, and needed to really talk shop. And the kind of difficulties that we're focusing on today is more like difficulties in the community of tarot readers or the community of oracles, not the actual readings themselves or with the clients. And that's a topic I don't know if it ever gets talked about very much. And yet maybe it's something we gossip about in the background, you know. And and I personally prefer not to gossip whenever possible. I prefer face-to-face And Gina, I think you might be this way too. I'm the kind of person who says, you know, if you have a difficulty with me, which I'm I'm not surprised it happens, feel free to talk to me about it. I want to hear about it, even if you don't like me. I actually had somebody recently who wasn't speaking to me, and I didn't know why. And I I finally was able to uh, see them, and I just says, is there something I've done that's perhaps... uh, um, made you feel uncomfortable or or harmed you in any way and this person says no absolutely not I just noticed that uh, in terms of friendship I just don't think we clicked and I went oh that's such a huge relief thank you for telling me because I didn't know if I had done something to hurt you because it would never be my intention to harm you but I can get it if you don't want to be friends that's that's cool I can get you know you're you're such um I call you Glenda the Good Witch behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to get that out there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull out my, my little magic wand. And yes, yes, my dear. But no, and I just think, I was like, I don't understand why she talks to me because she's Glenda the Good Witch. And I'm completely not. Actually, I, you know, I have a, I have a strong personality. Um, I, Which I, I like. I'm a, I'm, but, you know, I was going to say, while you're, you're asking, I'm like, I will tell you how a T.I. is thing my mom says and it's just this is just how it is and I I I'm aware of people's feelings but I'm the type of person where I know my boundaries and I'm very careful with um different energies and that comes from also being an empathic reader so I'm I I, sometimes I'm oblivious and I'll just say things um I I don't come with a lot of fluff I don't I'm not fluffy well you're right yeah, fluffy meaning uh, is 
and I hope you don't mind me being a little psychological, but when I think of fluffy, I think of codependence because fluffy people are people who are fluffing you up so that you feel better about them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. See how, and see, you're not even, a fluffy person even, like even in that. you describing that I'm struggling, I'm struggling with that. So no, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm very much, uh, in terms of the community of, of, of readers, I, 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 you know, we both have a lot of visibility. People know me. Um, I always say, if you don't like me, the problems are with you and not me. <laughs> but, but I've heard her say that. This is truth. truth it's true. Right? If you don't like me, it's like, you need to check yourself because who doesn't like me? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but we're not getting well, into we're so not we're not getting into not about you this, right now. It's you know, I you know I always end up making it about me. I'm, I'm, I I that's a flaw. But see, I can admit my flaws. <laughs> that's that's I think we're modeling some of the things that show up see, in the tarot the community. Tarot community. Because you know, I what, know. darn it, we are different personalities, and even though we have a common love and passion for tarot. We're still individual human beings. We have our quirks. We have our mental styles. We have our relational styles. And and my style isn't going to necessarily go along with somebody else's. It just happens to really go well with you, Gina. You know, and your style goes well with me. But we may like rub other people the wrong way. And and those are some of the things I think people don't always want to talk about. Well, I always warn people that my filter is thin, so I never know what I'm going to say. You know this. I always look at the community and go, you people are, you know, you're taking it way too serious. It is not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. So you you brought that up recently. Uh, you said there were so like sometimes there'd like be these Facebook discussions there's a, over there's... topics, and people have different points of view, and yet sometimes there's a, a right fighter who says, "Well, it's supposed to be this way, and everybody else is wrong," or somebody will say, "Well, it's always done this way, and we should always do it this way." And then there's that diversity of opinions, like the, the word uh, "professional," for instance. You know, who's a professional? Who's what a profe- makes somebody what makes professional? professional? Difficult topics as we're going to, you know, talk about things that come up are like whether you should be charging for a reading or not, you know? So oh, then yeah, that, then right. that dovetails off where well, are you professional or not? Uh, you know, uh, in my um, uh, column in Tarot Tips, uh, the, the newsletter of the, the Tarot School, I talk a lot about professional, you know, my column is all for the professional reader. And so, um, you know, I get into those areas of things that people may find uncomfortable to deal with as a professional. And, you know, often I'll come off as saying, you know, here's why you're not making money. Here's, what, <laughs> here's you know, if you, if you think of yourself as, if you can't talk about what you're going to offer, the results you're going to give and how people are not, you know, I always say people are not paying for the reading, they're paying for your time. So that is one of those hot topics is like, who is a professional and does a professional always entail charging a fee, which kind of leans to the other side of who is an expert. You could be an expert in something, but not necessarily be a professional, like charging fees. So there's different points of view on that one. And then on my end of it, moving towards more of the tarot counseling end of the spectrum, one of the issues that come up for me that I, I like to see people talking about sometimes are ethics. You know, what is the ethical behavior or expectations of a reader or us as a community? And uh, what are your boundaries or do you even recognize boundaries? You know, I'm not going to talk about what ethics are right now, but just that is an issue in itself. 
you know, we sometimes hear about those readers, and I say those because I don't think that's you or I, Gina, who give some of us tour readers a bad name because maybe they they weren't very upfront about their charging, what they were charging for, maybe a little more <clears throat> of a business model and less of a service model. You know, there's different ethics around that. Ethics, also just your reading style. You know, one of those other issues that come up is uh, fortune telling, future telling, consulting, or counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, where are people on that spectrum? That's one of those hot topics. Well, yeah, you know, this is, to me, when you decide to do this, no matter where you hail from, it's, it's a it's a choice. And I always tell my students, it is a calling. If they think, oh, I want to go and help people and read for them and be able to guide them, I'm like, okay, um, first of all, it's a calling, first and foremost to me. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in the family business. So um, I've always been told, you don't do this for free. And that's just that's just the, the, the line that I've come from. It's like you, you don't, you, you, it's, there needs to be an exchange. And let's well, think what if of- somebody wants to do it not because it's a calling and not because they have a, a family history, but they actually want to make it a business. Yes. So in that sense, that's a perfect thing. You have to treat what you do as a business and not a hobby. All right. So now another issue that comes up sometimes in the the Tarot community is people respecting each other's copyrights and trademarks. Now, Ooh, for instance, that's ugly. That's that's we we have talked a little bit about that in the past with one of our kitchen table conversations, but that's also one of those hot topics, and it's kind of difficult because, for instance, there's different countries which have their own guidelines and their own rules. Sometimes one person in one country will borrow things from another person in another country, and so they don't necessarily have the same copyright or trademark agreements. Um, sometimes people will grab things off the internet and even not bother to find out if it was trademarked or copywritten in some way. So there are some really difficult things we have to face sometimes in our Tarot community, and there isn't always an easy answer either. Right. You know, I, I, I sum up and I say this, and I'm going to actually have it on record. I, I say tarot readers need to quit telling other tarot readers what to do if that's not your area of expertise. If you're not an attorney, don't try to give legal advice. You know, if you're not a licensed therapist, don't try to do, you know, tell people about how to give others therapy. Um, you know, it's like stay in your lane. You can say, now in my experience, because all the time I talk about, well, this is my experience. I, You do something, you know, we align on a lot of things. But what you do and what I do um, to meet the people that pay us expectations end up being quite differently. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to say, I do predictive readings, I do this, I do that. It's because I can. Now, if I couldn't do those things or were uncomfortable in doing those things... Well, I'm not going to tell somebody you shouldn't do those things when that's how you, you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not going to come off and say that's a wrong thing to do or that's not the proper way to do readings because I can't do it. So that's why I'm saying people should stick in their lane, you know? So, but when, when people in the Tarot community who are all readers at this point 
or talking to each other about these difficult topics. This is your message to them, you're saying. You're saying, well, my point of view is that, hey, stay with whatever your expertise is and don't try to tell me what to do because this is what I prefer to do. And so you're saying, I believe in free will and I believe in respecting our individual rights. And then, there, and so, of course, there's going to be voices on the other side that say, well, no, I think it's my job to wake people up uh, to other possibilities that they may be not be thinking of. Or, hey, I, I don't want to talk to you guys. Or, gee, I want you guys to like me. And so I want to kind of do it the way you're doing it. There's so many different ways in the community that people think about what our community is and the way they come across communicating with each other about these things. Well, or it, they don't talk about it at all and they just gossip. Well, <laughs> and a lot of times in within the key word community. So within communities, people are seeking connection. And oftentimes they're seeking validation. So... <laughs> with that they may align with some things like we all have our values we all have you know things that we are um that make us who we are and then then there's also the quiet voices and there's also the ones who may not be so outspoken but are still very dedicated in whatever they do in whatever way they approach the community so i think my final kind of wrapping it up thought that i want to share with our community about these difficult things is if we spend more time listening and having compassion and even trying to understand but not necessarily having to agree and then kind of the glue pulling that all together is love so right now the glue that that kind of defines us as a community is the fact that we love to row we have a shared love but wow could we extend that to the actual people and the fact that we are different that would be a wonderful some of us i'm sure are already doing that but that's a wonderful way to truly define our community and and how special we believe we are so thank you yeah so i and i just want to recap very very small on that and say when you open yourself to tarot you open yourself to a lot of possibilities and so these possibilities will come from different opinions, different experiences, and different life paths. So be considerate and open. I mean, most people think if you're into this side of thing, you have a level of open-mindedness, but not necessarily so. But it is helpful to stay open-minded. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the feed burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G.org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com 
and advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.